0: the guy that likes to come out into a post game because we do a lot of them. We do one after every football game. We do them after a lot of baseball games. I never like coming out here and never really do come out here and talk about officiating or umpiring. But tonight, I think I'm going to make an exception to that rule. Now, officiating did not make Haley Van Lith shoot some of the shots that she had that were really off. I think she had an off night. She did have a, have a couple of big buckets. She had one three at the in there to tie it, but a couple of passes that would lead to Angel Reese getting fouls. This team does not have a bench. That is, that is the moral of this game. That is the moral of this story. We can moan, groan, uh, all we want in reference to the officiating. Again, we're going to lead off with that tonight because it was pure ass. But you don't have a bench that can spell some of these girls in crunch time in a game like this. You just don't. Now, you can't make silly fouls. Two of the fouls, that I think, that Angel Reese had were complete and utter horse manure. Okay? The one there at the end, she just got to let south the girl from South Carolina go. She's got to let that bucket happen. As soon as she went out, I tweeted, well, I I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. Because when she was out of the game, you did not look great. And in the second half, or mainly, I probably should say the fourth quarter, you got outscored 24 to 14. Don't have anybody that can come and give you points off of the bench. Meanwhile, for South Carolina, they had two girls. One gives you six, and Fagan and uh, for, uh, for Wiley gave you eight. And not only did she give you eight, both of those girls off the bench gave you four rebounds. Now, Pow uh, Pow did not have a great night. Didn't really matter. She did hit two big threes. She went four from 12 from the floor, only had 12 points. But both teams, both started uh, – bo- both teams uh, uh five star, all five starters were in double digits. where they beat you is that they can get eight six points off of the bench and I I, I think Michaela Williams is gonna be a legacy player here w- without question but she's one from 10 from three. I, I, look I love Kim not gonna second guess her she knows way more basketball than I do. You don't really want to tell Michaela Williams to stop shooting. She hits a cru- crucial three there at the end of the game. Um, to when it, and she kind of separated it a little bit. But at what point do you start drawing her getting closer to the basket? Because to get her going in the second half, Kim draws up a play to get her on the block. She hits a little beautiful little fadeaway, bang, and she's back in business. You, ch- I mean, that crucial decisions that were made that did not pan out for LSU, but they led pretty much through all three quarters. PMAC was rocking, and good on all of you um, who were there and are watching it either live, getting walking to your car, or you're watching it on the replay. The PMAC was electric tonight, just unable to get the win. Not the end of the season, though. Not the end of the season. You know what this tells me, too? You can play with them. You 100% can play with South Carolina. And you're going to be probably or close to or be on the heels of potentially getting to that Final Four again. But if you cannot find a bench, it, it doesn't matter. It, it does not matter. I, I thought Del Rosario played tough. Guys, she got two points tonight. Poa who, quite honestly, did not make right decisions. She only had one turnover, should have had more. She does not play a good game. Rosario, okay, does get three crucial blocks, but she's one from three from the floor. She can't get a shot up. I know that she's a freshman, and I know it's tough for me to come out here and say that, but look, when you have games like this, you have to – it is the very fine line, the very minute details that either get pretty much gives you the ability to be able to beat the number one team on your home court. you got to be good in so many different areas to beat a team like that. And quite honestly, I thought Dawn said it in halftime, and I was like, man, she, I think she sees something. She just kept feeding and feeding and feeding down on the block, trying to make Angel to make wrong decisions. Now, I thought Angel Reese played fantastic tonight. She was 7 for 15 from the floor, not aggressive, uh, her best night offensively, still had 15 points, but she looked really good on the board. She had three crucial offensive rebounds, one of them getting out to Haley Van Lith for a three. Bang! So... She just can't. She's got to be better at not fouling or not getting those stupid penalties. Some of those aren't on her. But we've talked a lot about the ladies tonight and things that they got to clean up. And I don't know how you find a bench this far into the season. I don't think that you can. Maybe you try to find a freshman that can give you some minutes. I I I just don't know. But as I said the lead off the show I am not the the guy that comes out here and likes to talk about officials it's not me don't like doing it but tonight I'm gonna make an exception guys they were horrible I, I mean they I don't think they're the sole reason you lost they're not the sole reason you lost you you miss really good open shots that you got to hit more of we've talked about all of that. But I do start to question, and this isn't just really a a women's basketball thing. It's not just a men's basketball thing. Hell, it quite honestly is an SEC thing. Because whether it's in football, whether it's in baseball or basketball, men's or women's, I got to be honest. The officiating or umpiring for the SEC, I want to say probably since, even I'll just use even since we started – AYS, in 2017, it is or 2016, it has gone so massively downhill, okay, it's gotten worse every year. Now, it's not massive, it's not huge, but, like, for example, how is it not targeting on Jane Daniels when you played Alabama a couple of months ago? I mean, Anissa Morrow on a turnaround tonight, who, by the way, I thought played great, I, I thought she played amazing, but Morrow hits the turnaround and her jersey's being pulled on, and you don't call anything. Del Rosario getting absolutely beat alive, Paul. You know, but she's getting just absolutely hacked underneath the rim, and there's nothing to be called. And then when you go on the opposite side of the floor, she's just putting her hands up. And before contact's even made, guys, they showed it on the freaking replay. Before contact is even made, the whistle's being blown for a foul. That's why Kim's losing her shit. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I Look, you're going to have to deal with it because I can come out here, yell, scream, get mad, be pissed, all of that. I am. I'm probably just as pissed as you are. But what can I do about it? There's not a goddamn thing I can do about it because ever since we've started this show, started AYS, the SEC officiating has gone downhill. Greg Sankey's got to fix this. He's got to look and say to himself when, you know, if, if Scott Woodward picks up the phone and says, hey, Greg, it's Scott. Or who he really works for William Tate who loves basketball the president of LSU picks up the phone and says hey Greg I got a little bit of an issue do you want to know what that issue is a couple of months ago Jane Daniels got targeted upon against Alabama you didn't do shit about it and then last night for women's basketball you made some hor- your your officiating crews made shitty ass calls I don't know why I'm still holding my phone to my ear, but that's what he's got to do. Like, what do we got to do for fairness around here? Nothing, really. There's not anything you and I can do. Meanwhile, meanwhile, it'll just continue to get bad and continue to be horrible. Horrible. One final thing, I'm going to get blasted on this. I'm going to get blasted. Here is a precursor to what I'm about to say. Number one, I love Kim. Number two, she is obviously already in the Hall of Fame. I'm not going (laughs) to, she knows so much more than me. But just as an opinion, I did question some calls down the stretch. I did. Maybe she saw, clearly she saw something that I did not. And again, she knows more than I do. I'm I'm not going to be the human being to to say that she did something wrong. Now, I think that she had to alter some things because of number one, Angel Reese not being there. But number two, Poa and Haley Van Lith made some really bad decisions down the stretch. So even though I may think that she maybe had some questionable calls, I think a lot of that had to do with I don't know if she trusts the two girls that she has running the point. I, I I really do not. I think Haley Van Lith is a two. I think she's a two guard, but you can't take Flauger out off the off the court. Because she plays amazing defense, had that crucial three earlier in the game. I think it was the second or third quarter. I I can't I, I can't remember. I think it was the second quarter. Uh my memory's slipping. But I don't know, man. I I I legitimately don't know. I just don't know, though, what you can do about this officiating. I hope Kim goes in her postgame press conference and rips them alive. She's gonna get fined if she does it. But I, I, I got to start asking the, the serious question. If, if I am one of these uh, 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 coaches in the SEC, I don't know if all of these coaches don't start banding together and start asking the simple questions of, hey, let them find all of us because this has to stop. This 1,000% has to stop again. I am never the guy. A lot of you have been watching this show for a long time. Hell, we're 861 episodes in. You know I don't like coming out here and doing this. But tonight was one of the worst called games I think I've ever seen. Okay. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit the share. Share those groups. You're on social media pages. If you're watching us on YouTube, just go to over 7 k and subscribers, so much content coming up on the YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, and notification bell. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Cortland Jacob says, "What the f was that a fishing? I don't know, Cortland. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I I, 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 really, I, I really don't like, I, I." I, I I don't know what explanation I can give. Like, I, I'm from a guy who talks for a living. I, I'm somewhat speechless. I, I, I'm i a 1,000% speechless. Um, let me say this, and we, we'll continue to be rolling. Uh, get rolling. Also, things that we have to talk about tonight. Yes, I know that we're 16, 17 minutes into the show, and the Kayshaun Bouti news has happened. Believe you me, we're talking about Kayshaun Bouti here tonight. Let me do this. Let me tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, guys. I, I I know this is kind of probably a bad night to mention this because of something that we have to talk about, but BetOnline had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I can promise you that. Go over to BetOnline.ag. Bring out your phone. Use their. Uh, you go to their website, BetOnline. Uh, you can use the promo code Believe fifty. That's Believe fifty. B L E A V five zero. To receive a 50% off welcome bonus, on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, where the action happens. Um, Let's get to a couple more of these things uh, as well, or in some of your questions and thoughts. Uh, You can, if you do want your comment read for 100% certainty, you know the drill. If you're on YouTube, send in a super chat. We will get to your question there. Uh, Cedric Ross says, Haley made some very crucial mistakes. I thought she did too. I one hundred percent thought she did too. Uh, I down the stretch for sure. Sherry Berry says it was obvious the refs were trying to get Reese uh, sit Reese down. So let let's talk on that. Look, when I talk about the refs and I, I, I've, I said this like to Sherry Berry's point about three, four, five weeks ago. Right when Angel Reese, or whenever it was that Angel Reese came back, you know, after the Southeastern game and she came back, she was a part of the team, you and I, for a very brief five, ten-minute discussion, talked about this. I, 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 for whatever reason, it kind of got laughed out the room, but regardless of that, we got to discuss it here. I, I think Kim, hold on one second, making sure we didn't get a, Okay. I think that Kim and I'm. I would assume it, it, this probably has already happened. Kim has to sit down with Angel and tell her that she's public enemy number one. I I, I am convinced. I am one thousand percent convinced that of all people. That play women or women that play women's college basketball, the public enemy number one for a lot of people is Angel Reese. After what happened last year, and she hits the John Cena, you can't see me, you can't see me, and everybody like Dave Portnoy lost their godforsaken minds. Keith Olbermann, the the freaking Rudy Poo that he is, don't really like to get in politics, but him saying what he did about Angel Reese. He deserves to be on the Rudy Pooh list. She is and has been, at least in my opinion, from the way that I view it, because of the ticky-tack BS calls that happen against her, I I, I start having questions. Like, hey, man, I watched a lot, almost every single game last year, other than like two. One – when i had a birthday party for one of my children okay or not maybe not birthday party i forget we had some kind of party for the kid okay or the kids i don't even remember what we had and it was on the tv but couldn't really watch it and then we had a parade or something early in february that we didn't do it we actually had it again this year i don't miss games ever men's basketball women's basketball Football, baseball—don't miss games. Last year, I would almost—I would bet almost every single penny in my banking account that would say Angel like this didn't happen a year ago. Angel Reese didn't get hit with these ticky-tack calls until after the national championship game. Maybe, you know, I get labeled a, a, a sports consp- conspiracy theorist. I don't think that I am. I don't think I am on this one. I I, I just, like, if somebody put up, and people on social media do this all the time, if I put up every foul that Angel Reese has gotten this year, we would all look at it and say to ourselves, yeah, that's pretty ticky-tack. That 1,000% is ticky-tack. All right, let's look at uh, something else really quickly just to run through the game and then we'll 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 get to Kayshaun Bouti's absolutely just chaotic situation all right so here's the box score via our, our good buddies I guess you could say over at the worldwide leader in sports ESPN so obviously the score 76 to 70 South Carolina stays undefeated 18-0 LSU falls to 18 uh, to 3 Look, as we look at the team stats here, a lot of even statistics. Look, LSU 6 or 18 from behind the three point line, South Carolina 7 of 20. South Carolina only hits one more shot than you do. They do hit three more rebounds. I mean, you do hit three more free throws than you, and it's a six point game. So they have one more three, three more free throws. And a team like LSU, and here's the thing, too, that I want to point out. LSU, for just people who haven't watched LSU all year long, LSU leads the country in free throw attempts. Mainly Angel Reese. Why did not they not lead it tonight? They were getting fouled left and right. So they only had nine. Look at this. Nine free throw attempts they got to hit more than four. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. But the team that has all season led themselves to the free throw line. And what was the stat? Did y'all hear that stat tonight? That LSU has more free throw attempts. It's such a massive uh, uh, separation from one to two that the only bigger separation is from two to 77 on how much more LSU shoots free throws than everybody else in the country. Now, LSU did shoot a lot more threes than they normally do tonight. I think by like eight or nine. Um, the whistle got the whistle just got swallowed a lot. I, I I I don't know what else to say. So South Carolina beat you by six. They hit one more free uh, one more three, and they have three more three, uh, free throws. That that's the game, and the ticky tack officiating. That three at the end, I think it was the uh, the Hall girl uh, there at the end, um, Bree Hall there at the end that hit that one in the corner. That was a dagger. That was the dagger. I got up and walked into the studio. I was like that, you know. I don't know. I don't know. One other thing too, in reference, I see a lot of people debating and talking about angel um one thing that i i I think i we need to mention too i'm not saying this happened but when angel reese fouled out i was like did she just is she so exhausted that she that i I don't know because she was already cramping i was like man did she do that like why would she do that she she knows that she has four fouls why would she do that I, i don't know I I I don't know. It's a head scratcher, but I'll tell you this in a in a crazy way, in a crazy way, now you know. Now you know. I mean, she is the heartbeat of this team. Without question. She is the heart and soul. One thing that will get lost in this, uh, Anissa Morrow led LSU in points tonight with 16. She also had a double double. She had 10 rebounds, eight on the defensive end. Dude, she was a she was a monster. The thing that I think Anissa Morrow did tonight was when LSU, when South Carolina would cut it a little bit closer, uh, she had those two big steals. The, especially the second one, uh, the the second one that she had in the second half, uh, in the fourth quarter. Okay, that led to a was the Michaela Williams uh, three, the only one that she had on the night. And then um, she had two big blocks. What goes unnoticed, she was seven of 11 tonight with 16 points. There was a lot of me that was screaming throughout the game. Get 24, the get 24, the ball and get out of her way. Get 24, the ball and get the hell out of the way. I do think personally, okay, they need to start feeding her more. They need to start telling her, hey, take over some things. I would rather Anisa Moro, who has shown she can go off in any given moment, versus a really bad shot by Haley Van Lith. Another thing, right remember right before half when LSU had the ball? She cannot, she's got to run the time off the clock. She's got to run the time off the clock there. So, because, here's another thing. South Carolina came down the court and hit a three. I, I, it, is, it is those fine moments in sports. Those, when you make a mistake and the other team capitalizes on them, that is, that's what gets you beat. That is what makes teams like South Carolina undefeated and the number one team in the country and why you have three losses. I do think that I see this team starting to work better together. You had You had two crucial pieces from the portal. I I just don't know what Kim's going to do here. I, I, I don't know. Because I don't think that they're a deep enough team. I, I don't think their bench is deep enough. And that really stinks. That really, really stinks. Because if they had just somebody that can come off the bench and give them eight points, this is a completely different game. But they don't. And they're only playing seven people – and I really believe that Kim, I don't know how much Del Rosario would have played tonight if Angel Reese wasn't in foul trouble. She would not have seen the minutes that she would have seen. Poa would have been the only one that probably saw significant minutes off the bench. Nobody else on that bench has given him anything. And I, again, I look at South Carolina and the minutes that those girls played. I, I mean, the for example... Uh, Tessa Johnson, she did, she only had one shot attempt, didn't mean nothing, but she she gets off seven crucial minutes in the game. She eats up seven crucial minutes to for where Bree Hall and others can take a little bit of a rest. All right, on to the next one. But if you're Kim, do you call? pull and say, what you doing? I mean, look, I don't think I I, personally, I don't know if Kim would say that she has a bench problem. Well, then, well, Kim, you do have, she's got a bench problem. Um, do you call Katari pool and, and, and say, what's up? See what, see what's up. Do you have that long conversation? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I don't know. She kicked out of school. She's still on campus. What's her status? I mean, I, I, I will be real, guys. I do not know. I, like, I had no idea. I know, but Paul has some edge. Now, if it, it hurts the chemistry of your team, then no. Then no. I, I don't know the issue. I see the comments. Guys, I have no idea what her issue is. Uh, Curry says you lost Samiah Smith. That's a big deal. It's a massive deal. He's right here. Um, and pull. There's your bench. I 100% agree. 1000% agree. Cat Clark says the rumors you got. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. yeah i am not i am not going to read rumors. I'm not going to read rumors. Well, the last time I, I did read rumors on the show, some of them came to be true for Keshawn Booty. Bet. Let's get it done. Um, mm, Johnny. I see you in there, Mr. Johnny. I'm not reading that. Uh, David says, I, I call pull back, but we also don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know what happened. And if it... <sighs> I don't know. Lindsey Williams says, Michaela Williams has to know to class, uh class the game out with the mid-range. Um, that's one thing we talked about, not specifically that, but at what point do you start changing some things up in reference to, I mean, she's one from 10 from behind the three point line. I I mean, is she one from one for eight or you just continue to continue to tell her to shoot? I, I mean, um, I did think when Angel went out that she had the chance to do something spectacular. But she took another three. She missed. She tries to get in the paint. She can't, she gets denied. They don't really draw anything up for her to get her a good a good shot. Um. So, w- with that being said, I, I mean, I thought she had the opportunity. She did not capitalize on the opportunity. But I'm not worried about – if there's one person on this team I am not worried about, it is Michaela Williams. Freshmen will have freshman moments sometimes. So I, I am not worried about Michaela Williams. I think that she grows from this. I, I mean she's she's so young in her in her tenure. I, I'm not you know I, I, I can't I can't get on her for that. Uh James Wade says everyone else standing and watching her a freshman. It's true. But it's what she's gonna I mean, she's gonna be called to do. Todd Davis says, what was he uh HVL's dad doing running up and down the steps after she scored? Well, she hit a big three and tied it up. And, you know, look, hey, look, I <laughs> y'all on Haley Van Lith tonight. Big time, bro. Um, I was I am too a little. Uh I mean, look, man. When you have kids and they struggle and they're hurt, and then they come back and they hit a game time three. no guys I'm just gonna tell you like look dude (laughs) I, I I get the emotion sometimes you gotta reel it in I get it I get it um but yeah okay let's get to it um good game just did not did not go your way did not go your way let me do this because we do have some other things that we got to talk about. Um, LSU will just have to, to bounce back. They'll have to bounce back. Okay. Um, let me take a very quick break. Rebound, pun intended here. Kayshaun Bouti arrested today and turned himself in to East Baton Rouge Parish Jail. Um if you had not heard that, I'm I'm assuming <laughs> that was probably a little bit of a shock to you. By the way, my son, Ben, gave me this little drawing. It is going to stay right here on – it's going to stay right here. Kids, man, you got to love them. You got to love them. Okay. In case you missed it, Kayshawn Butte got arrested for a betting scandal. We will talk about that Next. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all them groups, share everywhere. How does this affect LSU, which is probably what you're all worried about and what we probably need to discuss about most because of those actions. Taking a quick break. We're back next. Don't go anywhere. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Falls, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. in game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V, 50, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985 386 7600 Tell me, your good friend Blake Ruffino with AYS sent you on by. We're back! <laughs> Kayshawn Booty isn't. Um. So, look, probably too soon. She probably shouldn't have said that. Okay, so today, former LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Booty turned himself in and was arrested in East Baton Rouge Parish after – an alleged, alleged betting scandal. Now, let's start off with this. Everything and everybody at any given moment is given due process. Said the same thing when Sharon Lewis um, said that LSU, and you know it by now what Sharon Lewis did, all the stuff that she did and she said that happened at LSU, that by the way, not only got thrown out in federal court, or state court, but federal court as well. But this is a little bit serious, in my opinion, for LSU, or could be. So I'm going to read this. It's a little bit lengthy, but stay with me. Just in case, and we'll do this to give context, just in case people have not heard or read what has happened. But Kayshaun Bouti allegedly created a name of a fictitious female, Kayla Fortenberry, to create an online gaming account with FanDuel. He also used his mother's credit card to fund the account that you use on FanDuel where you can place bets. Some of you aren't really into gambling. You don't know how it works. Basically, you create an account. You got to give social social security number and all this other kind of stuff for you to qualify to use the app. You have to uh, give your birthday. And sometimes I think you got to even give ID. I, I don't even remember how you log in, but I know that you got to give your social security number and you have to give uh, a credit card or, or not even a credit card. You do got to give that too, but an ID uh, of some sort and mainly because for tax purposes, that's why you have to do it. And you have to do it to see if you're just legal and you're able to do it. First off with what I just read, shame on his mom for allowing that to happen That's one thing that we'll talk about, too. Maybe she didn't know. Maybe she did know. I don't know. But she had to have known when it was going on her credit card. But 17 wagers were made on NCAA football by Kayshaun Bouti, which included six of them regarding LSU football. In between the dates of August the 28th, 2022, and October the 9th, 2023, um, the warrant states of those things inside or that he betted on with LSU football. We talked about the six of those wagers being with LSU, including one where he did bet on him on himself in the LSU game in 2022 versus Florida State. B- uh, Booty allegedly placed one bet that he would personally score at least one touchdown in the game, and another bet that he would score or have over. 82 and a half receiving yards. According to the warrant that was issued by the Louisiana State Police during 22 year years, I mean, 2022 and 2023, Kayshawn Booty deposited a total of $132,147.53 into his account. Remember that. Booty won a total of $556,000 roughly but used most of that money to make additional bets. He only withdrew around $50,000. Here's what I'm going to say on the Kayshawn Booty thing. We'll talk a little bit about LSU and what could possibly happen with them. Number one, I do feel a little bit bad for Kayshawn in the sense of I just don't know if Anybody or, or someone was guiding him in the right direction. I know Brian Kelly tried publicly, when even at times when we were at practice and Kayshawn would be getting frustrated about something in 2022. But when he did get injured against Kentucky in, in 2021, when Ed Orgeron was still here, I do think that things for him started to spiral. But just because things started to spiral does not mean that his actions don't have consequences. Again, due process has to play out here. Allegedly, all of those things happen. We'll have to see how it all plays out. One thing that we didn't read in that affidavit was that he had a username on his account on FanDuel that was at KayshawnBootie01. I mean, come on. Like, right? Like, dude, come on. But I got to say something because I do think this regards the current state of Brian Kelly and LSU. Brian Kelly, from the media, took a lot of criticism on Kayshawn Booty. Now, I'm old enough to remember when Kayshawn refused to go to um, rehab after his injury I'm old enough to remember that he was technically suspended two games last year. One, I would assume that was you know it was the birth of his child, but I would assume that's a game that LSU used that he got suspended on. Um, but I, I I don't know. But he ought, regardless if he of the games or when it was or when it wasn't, Kayshawn Boutique did not playing two games in 22 after the uh, Jersey signing scandal that kept guys like Mason Smith out in the beginning of the game or beginning of the season last year against Florida State in Orlando. That's two. threat. Not really necessarily threatening, but I was at the press conference that when Kayshawn – said that, yeah, he had talked to Alabama or had thought about going to Alabama and transferring when Brian Kelly came in. There was a lot of people out there talking about during that time frame that LSU was behind in NIL. They didn't have anything going. Kayshawn Booty's on his, you know, already got a foot out of the door. He's leaving. And look, I took a lot of criticism on this And a lot of you that are normals in here every night know I said let him walk. Because there were just so many things. Like, guys, he wasn't even trying to better himself by going to rehab. Now, the potential first-round pick, I get maybe he thought he lost a lot of money, couldn't get back to where he was. Uh, I get it. But some of these bets were placed at LSU football ops. And not only are you putting yourself in danger, not only did you cr- create chaos for yourself and your team and your teammates and coaches when you were doing all those other things, okay? But you've been a, you you've been a little he was he was and had been a little bit of an issue. He had some situations that I would assume, I hope, that maybe in the future that he looks back on and says, I should have never done that. Now, I would be <laughs> I would be surprised if the NFL doesn't release a statement, if the New England Patriots don't release a statement, and I'm sure he's cut and will never play another game in football ever. I highly doubt Kayshawn Boutique ever plays in the NFL again. And that is a shame. How did he get $132,000, though, um, when he was in college? You mean to tell me that a 21-year-old kid had $131,000 lying around? Now, NIL is a prevalent thing. But how can a, how can LSU be so far behind when you're leading, or at at the time what you thought was the best player on your team? How did he have one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars in cash laying around to go put into account at Fanduel? And then what's even crazier? I, I mean, I bet. My man actually won a lot. I mean, my man turned to serious profit. Here's the biggest thing for me. Because against Florida State, now we got to find out what happened here. I'm sure we will find out soon enough. The, let me rephrase this and put it in a different way. We do know that Kayshawn Booty bet on himself, a lot like what Pete Rose did, against Florida State in 2022. Well, there's five other games and five other situations that he bet LSU on. My, the first question that I had was, because of the play that Kayshawn had last year, did he do something to affect LSU did he? Did he? I, I don't even want to really want to say it, but I, I, I think what a lot of you are asking, did Kayshaun Booty shave points? And if he did, and LSU was only made aware of it in July, they did not know. And I do believe that they did not know. because, And we'll get to that reasoning why in a minute. I want to know what happened with those other five bets that he placed. Because if he is shaving points, I hope he's not. Guys, I hope he is not. But man, if he was, that is so awful. Like this, that is so awful. Here's another thing because this is in the affidavit this is in the warrant okay in the warrant and i'm just reading what's in the warrant okay like uh, this is not Blake Rafino reporting he used an account at that said at kashion booty 01 Guys, that is that is so unbelievably crazy so unbelievably crazy if that why would you put that on there you really don't think that FanDuel who has a bet on you when there's a at Keyshawn Boutique is not going to ping where you're making bets from and follow that closely that is how they make money. Look, I am what I'm about to say, I, I'm just gonna briefly touch on. I am a parent. I have no idea if his mother had any idea or maybe he stole her credit card or used her credit card, used her information. Maybe she was in the dark on this. I don't know. But man, that's a how does she not know of a credit card that's in her name? that I would assume, okay, she just had a credit card. When you're going to – like, guys, all my credit cards are right here on apps. Like, I, I mean, I see all of my credit cards and how much is on the card, how much I monthly have to pay if I do have to pay. That's, I actually pay all my bills through a credit card, then pay it right back to gain credit. If you, Maybe some of you should do that. It helps you with your credit. How do you not know that you have $132,000 debt out? And, and it's not like he paid any of it back. Because he paid none of it back off that credit card. Now, m- let me back up. Maybe he did. Maybe he was using other things to, to pay that off. But that's he never withdrew anything when he placed that FanDuel or put $132,000 or whatever it was in that account. And... I, I just got to tell you how much an NIL was he making for having 132 grand laying around. Now I'll give my man this. I'll give him this, dude. play some serious bets, and <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm just telling you that him getting, putting in 130 thousand and netting five hundred a half a million dollars is ridiculously amazing. Most people that are degenerates. And that gamble for a living on sports aren't that good. Especially in that time frame. But here's here's the thing that really gets me. The thing that gets me the most on this Kayshaun Booty thing is not that he was placing bets. To some extent, the money and the amount of money, the 132000 because of the age that we live in in NIL actually isn't what surprises me. Can I tell you what surprises me? That he made over 8,900 bets in the time frame of August of 2022, or excuse me, May of 2022 until parts of 2023. Guys, that's over 684 bets a month. That's about eight bets a day. That is unreal. This man had to be betting his ass off. Like he had to be betting on everything. And by the way that he was winning <laughs> he was doing something right. I mean, he won a lot of money. But 8900 got 684 bets a month is ridiculous it is utterly ridiculous how does this affect LSU I I I don't guys I honestly don't know I, I I really don't I would assume that LSU is is the NCAA will notify LSU I I really don't even know what they can do Because LSU did not allow this. LSU is not going to allow that. This isn't like a recruiting violation. This isn't a violation that the team or the university did. This is something that the kid did. And and quite honestly, if it comes out that Kayshawn Booty was shaving points, I I think it gets LSU in the clear. I just don't know how this can be turned on LSU because look at Alabama baseball as an example. I mean Alabama. They're, they're, I mean their investigation was on. They hit the coach. They gave him a show calls. All this kind of stuff. Got fired. Can't come back to college baseball. I I, I just don't know what you can do to LSU. I, I I don't think fans need to necessarily worry about if anything's going to happen to LSU. I really don't think that there will be any action. But LSU was notified in the in the summer, the July of twenty twenty three. Stay with me here because I think that this is extremely crucial. In July of 2023, LSU was notified by the Louisiana State Police that they were investigating Kayshawn Boutique, okay, about this alleged sports gambling situation. I went back and checked today. In August, Brian Kelly did a press conference where he said that he was going to be giving a weekly Injury report. Now, a lot of people thought that he was going to be giving an injury report because you had players at Iowa and Iowa State that got popped for doing the same exact thing that Keyshawn Boutte did, just not at the level that he was doing it. And everybody thought, oh, well, Brian Kelly saying that he's going to give an injury report every week because of sports gambling and because of everything that's going on in the sports betting world he just wanted full transparency. What it looks like now is that that's not the case. What it looks like now was, is like, no, we're going to give transparency, as much transparency as we can, because the kid that gave me the most headaches when I got here to LSU, which let's call it what it is, Kayshawn Boutique gave Brian Kelly more headaches than anybody so far in his tenure at LSU, that he's still having to deal with this. At some point, there's got to be repercussions for the actions of people. Again, due process has to be played out here. But I just want to remind everybody Of two massive things. Remember when the scare was LSU was behind in NIL. Remember that? It all transpired because of Kayshaun Bouti. A lot of you diehards will remember that. There are so many things that go on behind the scenes that none of us know. None of us. And some things, some of us, who it's it's our job to figure things out. Guys, why do you think that as blunt as I am, come out here sometimes and say, guys, I don't think that's the right move, and goes against the norm. You know, it would be easy for me to come out here and everything that fans agree on, just to agree with you, to get likes, clicks, notification bell, all of that for me means more money sometimes consequences have to be met when you say things and stick up for things or people that, guys, quite honestly, I just don't know Kayshawn Booty shouldn't have been shown the door. 8,900 bets. But number two, he's going to have his day in court. But, guys, I I, I I don't know. I just don't know how he gets out of this. Like, I have no idea. I have no clue. This is going to, and regardless, let me tell you what you're about to face now as an LSU fan, too. You're gonna have people talking about this shit for a long time because he did it. Now, okay. I know a lot of you will have the question too, in reference to, um, with him gambling as much as he was, did he? You know, do we do it with any other teammates or whatever? We'll have to wait and see. But I don't think that he did because Louisiana State Police said that they investigated that and at the current moment that nobody else on the team, to their knowledge, had had been placing any bets with Kayshawn Bouti. Investigations continue to go on after arrests are made. I'm assuming they talked to Kayshawn Bouti I was told today that uh, that through his agent that he agreed to turn himself in if he could uh, post bond right after, which was a $6,000 bond, and he did. I want to say another thing, too. I know that this is going to sound awful. He was gambling, which does affect a lot of people if you, like, for example, if you bet on it. And especially if it comes out that he shaved points. But it's not as if, it is not as if that he was doing something to physically harm somebody. There are levels in crimes, and there are levels, of, I mean, Guys, this is his white collar. I mean, maybe it's not white collar, but this isn't a physical heinous crime. I don't know if it, you know. Guys, I don't know if he doesn't face jail time, or I, I don't think that he will. I, like, I really don't. Maybe he does. I, I don't know. I don't know the statutes on all of these things. Does he plead? Does he give a plea deal? To get probation, give money to community service. But this is a big deal. It's a ba- it's it, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. I, I mean, point shaving in football. I see the comment, which is really good from Rick Kelly. He says point shaving is more likely to occur on basketball than football. That's true. But guys, I, I mean, you saw him. He did not play up to even the standard that I think that he thought he could play. So, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Jeez, i I Pete. I just don't. Man, I don't understand it. And look, I'm going to say something that's so awful, okay? Here's something that's so awful. Why not have a fall guy? I know that's so crazy and awful to say. It is horrendous to say. It's so bad. But there's so many people like, hey, man, give somebody cash and let them do it through their name and y'all have a deal. And, And don't put your freaking name on it. Like, how – like, guys, that is so dumb. So dumb. All right. I'm sure we will, which we don't normally do, but I'm sure we will do a, a show tomorrow on Friday, maybe do one midday. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit again there. But, yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Out. We'll talk about the alleged DT that LSU is pursuing from the junior college ranks tomorrow. But getting a little late. We could talk about that more in detail then. Until then, we'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.